1: the payoff it's true it's true it's a brand new episode of the payoff i'm tom that's jeff jeff how the hell are you doing
0: I got I got a tall glass of milk. I am ready to discuss this match in the story. This is this is a fun one. I, I've been looking forward. We're we're on the uh I say the road to Summerslam. We got a bunch of SummerSlam lined up over the next couple of weeks. And so uh like I said, I got some extra milk stocked up. I'm ready to go.
1: Good man. This should be a uh this should be a fun one. I'm i looking yeah. forward to this too. And uh, I know it's got a hot start to the match as we were queuing up our uh time. Uh, yep. so they did not wait to get in the ring to get this one started. And I mean, you know, there, there, there is no bad Kurt angle match and it's Steve Austin and we weren't going to have Steve for much longer, man. It's like, this is kind of the, the winding down of the Austin era yep. uh, and, and Kurt angle, the, the new kid on the block. So I'm pumped to cover this one, man. Um, yeah, totally. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm ready to get into it if you are.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Like I'm with you on this. It's the uh SummerSlam's this week. Feels crazy. We got, you know, Great American Bash behind us this last weekend. It's just like there's all kinds of good stuff happening. So yeah, I'm ready if you're ready.
1: Good. All right. Let's get into the build. Oh! It's time for the build. All right, man. So you said it the uh Summer Spectac What what do they call? What do they call SummerSlam? the summer spectacular
0: i believe yeah summer
1: spectacle I don't, I don't know what they were calling it or did call it i don't know if they called it it, it uh, the biggest party of the summer was was at one point what they were calling it but uh, mm-hmm. summer wrestlemania august 19th 2001 so interestingly enough over the years it's typically i, I don't know if you remember this or not but Summerslam was always the night before I started school.
0: Mm. okay, that then, early,
1: yeah, well, and I don't know if it was the same for you, but it it felt like almost if not every year, that was the case.
0: No, so we didn't was, go back till after Labor day, yeah, so yeah, yeah. we
1: definitely yeah. went back before. And so there was this like negotiation of, you know, I mean, if I ordered it. It wasn't going to end until like eleven o'clock at night, and then I'd have my first day of school the following day. So there was there was always a, a little bit of a negotiation that went into that one. <laughs> uh, I didn't like the timing, but of course now you know we're we're, we're getting it a lot earlier, uh, which
0: yeah,
1: is interesting. And I certainly have no objection to that. When now, like especially with AEW, it's like Labor Day weekend and Memorial Day weekend both have big shows. So it's just man, this this stuff just doesn't let up, but. August nineteenth, two thousand and one, we're in San Jose, Compact Center, home of the uh, San Jose Sharks. Uh, this is, you know, right in the midst. And I'm sure you're going to get into it, the invasion angle. So we did the invasion pay per view, which it just came out around this time, maybe a week or two after SummerSlam. But it came out that this show did a monster monster buy rate the invasion shows so there's a lot of interest for this wcw ecw wwf stuff uh and and the this pay-per-view hits on a lot of that so dark match was jackie lita and molly holly defeating ivory stacy keebler and tori wilson uh in a trios tag match in two minutes and 55 seconds so we get to the show edge is going to defeat lance storm to win the IC title. So Lance Storm uh, as part of the Alliance was your IC champion. Edge is going to win it. The Dudley boys and test are going to defeat the APA and Spike Dudley. Yeah. Okay. I mean, is this really a SummerSlam match? And, you know, just, I don't know. Dudley boys and test. That's your tag team. APA and Spike. Yeah. Pass. Uh, X Pac is going to defeat Tajiri. So, this match was for the cruiserweight and light heavyweight championships. X Pac's going to win in seven minutes. Chris Jericho is going to defeat Rhino by submission in a 12 minute match. So, WWF racking up some wins here. In fact, there's three and one at this point mm-hmm. for those counting at home. Rob Van Dam is going to defeat Jeff Hardy to win. The Hardcore Championship in a 16-minute ladder match. You'd imagine that was a pretty good match, although people more talk about their invasion match.
0: That was a three and a half star match. That was actually one of the higher ranked ones on this card. Yep. Okay. Yeah, so that would be that would be an interesting one to watch at some point. The Brothers of
1: Destruction, Kane and the Undertaker, are your WCW tag team champions. They're going to defeat Diamond Dallas Page and Canyon your wwf tag team champions by pinfall
0: in a steel yeah. match not uh not a star match
1: <laughs> no and it's i mean this is just this is just a really really weak summer slam
0: mm-hmm.
1: i mean, gosh I, I sit here and think well what if what if they hadn't bought wcw how bad would this roster have been if this is what we got imagine if you know, DDP wasn't there and uh, Rhino and, you know, some of these guys. I mean, oh, God.
0: Yeah, totally.
1: So we have a double main event. We have the WWF championship match and the WCW championship match. This is kind of the, I guess, the the early stages of us having two champions, right? Two brands, two champions. Um, We have Angle and Austin, which we're going to cover. And then in the main event. The Rock, your WWF – sorry, your representative from the WWF is going to defeat Booker T, who was your WCW champion at the time. So the show ends with The Rock becoming the WCW champion.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Really, really odd. I mean, like, even – like, as I look back at this, it's even, like – it's even weirder and odder than I remember, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah. It really Um, – Yeah.
1: Yeah, what I uh, like what do you think? I mean, what, as you look at the, I mean, is it just me or is it like this is just a really odd I,
0: I think it was this the time like, you know, during wrestling right now, like yeah, like okay, do I want to see Chris Jericho and Rhino like maybe they wanted to work together, maybe you were getting a little bit of that crossover with like you know, they, they there were certain people they wanted to work together or see how they work together. I think they were just so bloated with people at this point, too. They had no clue what to do. Like, how do you put, like, you're leaving so many people off versus on and how do you, like, it's it just managing it has to be a nightmare. And so, like, is there some hidden gems in here? Like, I wouldn't have expected, like, Tajiri and Exoc. That one was three and a quarter stars. I wouldn't have expected that. Rob Van Dam and Jeff Hardy, I feel like you could put them out there and they're going to put on You know, three, three and a half, which they did. Um, And it's just going to be a good match. Like this match, obviously, like you got two of the top at the time and, like, you know, should be great. But then like doing the double main event with like Booker T and the Rock, like you know, was Booker T really the main event here? Like I'm glad they you know, Kate like the brothers of the destruction and Dime Dallas Page and Canyon wasn't the and that was a steel cage match. I'm glad that wasn't like what this was building to like this should have been the solo main event on this card.
1: Yep. Uh, agreed, agreed. So Steve Austin's a heel we've got Kurt angle representing the wwf tell 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 me about this cuz this just this whole so thing, this whole thing just felt i mean again you have you have austin coming off wrestlemania 17 as a heel which was already kind of a bad decision and obviously didn't work in hindsight's 2020 but then we're going to try to have him join the alliance cuz what he worked for WCW you know 8 years prior whatever it was uh, this just this all just sounds awful and and these are two of the greatest talents of all time
0: yeah and this was a it was just interesting cuz like you said there was a lot of people moving there was a lot of people in roles that they maybe like fe- face heel that they shouldn't have been there was just uh, some weird stuff so to your point it was actually less than a month prior to this show was the invasion show so it was maybe four weeks and so it was not that long before this and of course we all know um this is kind yeah. of like
1: a, a re a rematch
0: or a redo of the a lot yeah of
1: the, uh, invasion show
0: yeah and you know we had the um you know the the alliance stuff that it would, who was WCW and ECW. You had belts in different places. You just had all kinds of you know all kinds of things happening. And so, at that show, you had team. Well, Alliance, WCW, and ECW is Booker T, DDP, Rhino, Bubby, Bubby, Bubba Ray, and Devon Dudley, actually beating Team WWEF: Austin, Angle, Chris Jericho, Undertaker, in the and the Kane. Yikes! Well, wow. like, we got to wake up more. Any more milk? Um, and so, and Kane, which I, on paper, like reading that, and at the time this happening, it's almost crazy to think like Austin, Angle, Jericho, Undertaker, Kane lost to booker t ddp rhino bubble ray and devon dudley especially the product that wcw was putting out at the time just trash like you know i i don't i remember the invasion itself and shane but i don't remember this specifically um we're gonna have to go back and watch that one because yeah i know we have it on our list because it's just crazy and so um but like you said it, the reason this was happening is the Alliance winning, it was actually Austin turning on team WWE um, when he actually stunned angle uh, during this angle. And so it was the next night he did it because on raw, he said he did this because he felt Vince was grooming angle, that he was going to be the top guy or angle was that he was underappreciated, Um, And so just a lot of, you know, that's we've seen that storyline a lot over the years of just kind of what's happening, so it makes sense, but still, you know, just a, you know, unusual as well, too, just to try and make it work with this many people in play. Also, to have like a five on five and then just break the storyline off that way, just kind of awkward, but um, and so it was actually that night as well, too. There was a six man elimination tables match which Austin interfered in, uh, taking on or like assaulting Angle and interfering on that one um so it's less than a week later of course of smackdown of that week it was actually in pittsburgh of angle appearing there challenging austin to the title there uh but it was actually booker t who, who defended his title against Angle and so you actually had Angle with, again it just feels weird saying this even Angle won the WCW championship over Booker T after Stone Cold Steve Austin interfered in the match like that's like that sentence shouldn't be a thing but like here we are like it just doesn't make any sense so but we've got that so we're continuing the story he actually lost it just a couple days later it was I like, won it on Friday lost it on Monday Uh, that lost the WCW championship back Back to Booker T, it was actually Austin and Shane McMahon who helped him win that title back. And so then finally, you then get Austin or excuse me, Angle challenging Austin for the WWE Championship at SummerSlam, which Austin did accept that one. So, um, and of course, we get the match at that one. So, uh, a couple different things, of course, you know, can they? Uh, as was the time and what they were doing a lot in the lead up to this as well too there was a, a tag team elimination match of six man so you had Austin and the Dudleys of course with ECW and Angle with the Hardys um, you know doing that you know I remember you know in retrospect we got that so much like you said hindsight 2020 on some of this stuff like we were so often getting matches like that of just like you know not it's either can they work together or we're going to put a big tag team match together with these guys and that's what they had so Austin and the Dudley. He's actually won that match, leading us into this SummerSlam match Whew. yeah, just so many things that like I just it, it feels weird like sitting here in 2023 saying like, this was wrestling, this was 2001 wrestling, this is what we were doing
1: Hit play by accident there. I'm ready to go. Are you
0: ready to go? Oh man, I am ready. If you you are obviously ready, let's do this. We have we have
1: Austin. Uh, Austin's going to come out, and they're just going to start beating the shit out of each other. So we're we're going to hit the ground running in this one. Yep. Um, we're at the one hour and fifty two minute mark. SummerSlam 2001, one hour fifty two minute mark. Jeff, are you ready? Let's, let's get into it, man. All right, it's time for the payoff oh it's time for
0: the payoff
1: from the alliance weighing 252 pounds
0: the world wrestling federation what's that music don't steve austin don't call steve austin at yeah. the, the classic austin music, music yep yeah. and manlangle have locked eyes austin pausing
1: angle on the outside of the ring and you just gotta imagine well this is going to be like physically intense this. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, it's
0: always weird. For the richest prize in our
1: business will be. And here we go. Here we go. All right, so they're they're going out to start. I don't know if you noticed, but there were the uh photographers ringside. Yep. Um, it's interesting, because I remember like when Vince banned them, and I and I gosh, I I didn't remember what year it was, but I, it, it, it's just, to me, it's a lot better uh, without them. I think like, I don't know, it almost just feels fake when it's like, you have too many photographers and video guys. And it's mm-hmm. just, it's just a lot of people around. I don't know. I, I like it better with them, with them not there. I just find them to be a, actually a tremendous
0: distraction. It's a, it's the opposite in new Japan. Like there's always so many of them, like they're kind of always, you know, they try and do that to add to, sometimes it's like all uh, camera, uh, you know, men and women, like it's just kind of crazy. So, all right. So we are finally in the ring at this point. Here we go after kind of brawling an angle with the double leg takedown. Here we go.
1: Dude. So, uh, you know, one of the things I came across was, you know, this is we're, we're kind of at the stage where we're debriefing on the WCW sale if you can mm-hmm. call it that and um yeah you know, some of that stuff starting to come out but you know just some of the things that that I thought were so interesting first of all the WWF paid 10 times more to create WWF New York remember that in times square mm-hmm. than yep. they did to buy WCW so some stupid restaurant concept that barely lasted versus them buying WCW now you can say, "Well, WCW was worth nothing, and um, you know they did nothing with it, and the invasion angle sucked, and it was basically done by Survivor Series." Blah blah blah. But remember what they bought? You know, NXT, Halloween Havoc, Great American Bash. I mean, there's a star. I mean, there's a lot of those brands.
0: The that names, they still
1: yep. Utilize, yep. Obviously, um, the tape library which, oh, well, you mean all the stuff archived on the network? Yeah, that has value. But then also, like, when they do the Dusty Rhodes documentary on A&E and anything else, like, all that footage, man, like, they wouldn't have access to that if, Mm -hmm. you know, Turner still owned that or if someone else had bought it or whatever. Like, they wouldn't be able to use any of that. Oh, by the way, all the documentaries they do on the NWO, or any of these guys' careers, like none of that would be you'd be able to use. Like, think yeah. about the Flair documentary, the Dusty documentary, the NWO documentary. Anytime you're chronicling a guy's career that worked in WCW, like, you know, can you tell the Steve Austin story without WCW footage? Sure, but you really wouldn't want to, you know, mm-hmm. like showing The Undertaker working in WCW, like that. Like, you know, so there, there's a lot of stuff, like that they bought. Now, keep in mind, you know, they paid like a million bucks for this. Uh,
0: yeah. I, I was funny Cause I was just recently, as I've been watching dark side of the ring, I, I've also like, you know, I, I enjoy over my lunch break. I'll, uh, I'll watch, you know, something else too. And I recently rewatched was the, uh, the downfall of WCW or destruction of WCW or whatever it was. And I, in yeah. that show, and it was interesting because, To your point, like so many of the interviews were like three, four, five, six years old, like some of them commenting. And I get like watching it now, I realize like they kind of put the compilation together of of what they were doing. But one of the funny things that was said in there is Jericho actually said, he goes, I wish I had known how much they had paid then. He goes, because I would have put in an offer to buy it because I had the money at the time. Like, and so like, which is crazy to think about for as little money as it sold for like, God, what a what if scenario if like one of those top guys at the time like, had actually bought WCW out from, like, under Vince or something like that. I, I do think, and even a lot of people said, like, the right person bought it. It was same with the territory stuff. Like, the right person ended up with wrestling because everything points to like, the more we watch. Like, once you start getting, like, these TV executive decisions, it's going to go downhill. I think that's what we started seeing certain things like that with, like, you know, before Vince was fired, left, whatever, and now he's back. But, like, you know, you you start getting the networks involved. You start, like, all of a sudden, one week or two weeks after the draft, you got people moving to different brands already. Like, it's just, you know, and and you got to figure that's interference to a degree on what's happening with, you know, uh, behind the scenes,
1: you know, I'm watching this match and watching Steve Austin work as a heel is just annoying. Mm-hmm. And, and I'll tell you, you know, now part of it, I'll tell you something that's interesting is like at this point of his career, really any time after his neck injury, like he's, I mean, again, he's a really good performer. But if Steve Austin's your baby, or I'm sorry, your heel in this match, and he's mm-hmm. mainly beating up Kurt Angle... What, what's he going to do? Yeah. Punch kick, suplex. I mean, he doesn't have many moves at this stage of his career.
0: Right. So it's
1: weird watching him. You know, now yeah, he's, he's taking four German suplexes. Yeah. How
0: he's taking these bumps. Yeah. I'm
1: crazy on that neck at that point. But I mean, I mean, he's being, God, that's four or five German that's, suplexes. That's
0: five. Yep. Okay. Here comes six. He's not tucking his head either, which is kind of crazy. Like he's taking the impact. Yeah. Like that's he's
1: gotta that neck, man. Of course, you know, his career is coming to an end. Not right. Long. I mean, we still have a little ways to go. He's gonna be out soon with the neck injury.
0: Man, this is like Brock level of suplex. That's seven, I think.
1: Yeah, I never God, it's eight, seven or eight that he took.
0: Yep non-stop he's
1: not, he's not doing them like the brock lesnar where it looks like he's gonna break someone's neck but
0: still man. yeah and brock's brock's tossed him halfway across the ring angles yeah hold it's he's kind of holding the suplex yeah um the and actually so kurt recently i saw a quote not that long ago what i thought mean? this I, i'm interested in what your thoughts are on this he said uh uh the bloodline story is the best thing that they have done in the last couple of years. I was really thinking if Roman was going to hold the title for so long, and not that I'm against it, but I think it's just too long. But having these guys turn on Roman, what a great storyline. They turned shit into Shinola. I'm not saying that Roman being champ is shit. He deserves to be champ. He is the man. But they were able to turn this into an incredible story that the fans are into and that is something they needed right now. Agree. I, I think we, I'm going to say probably agree, but like thoughts on what he said.
1: Yeah. So I'm, yeah, I agree with all that. I mean, it's obviously fantastic. I, I'm, I like, I like him. I like the fact he has the title. I yeah. like the fact that all of this is this, this bloodline follow uh, or fallout. I like that it's all happening while he is champion and i say that because it just makes it feel major. You know, and i'd argue like nwo it just made the nwo feel even bigger when hogan was your champion, right? Because it's like, okay, the champion's the most important thing, this storyline's super important. You combine those together and you just get like something massive. So to me, if Cody wins at WrestleMania, we're we're looking at this bloodline storyline, going okay. Now, what are they going to do? Now, what are they, like to me? It's like all the breakup and all the stuff that's happening is happening during his championship reign. And I'd argue he may even turn babyface before the end of his championship reign. So I like that all these things are happening. Like to me, one of the coolest things uh, from a championship uh, reign standpoint was Randy Savage winning it as a babyface at WrestleMania 4, but by WrestleMania 5, he's the biggest heel in the business. So you go from being maybe second biggest babyface to being biggest heel, but you're champion during it. So I love the idea of like, it's, you know, a great analogy to it is Breaking Bad. That's the first time in history where a character went from being a good guy to a bad guy, a main character like mm-hmm. over the course of a television show. Like that's never happened before. You know, like a bad guy was always a bad guy. A good guy was always a good guy. So for him to go from innocent good guy to villain over the course of the show, like that that's very rare in storytelling. So that's what I liked about Savage and, and I don't know if they'll do that with Reigns, but I my point to this is I like that all of this is happening during the championship rain because it makes everything feel really, really, really big.
0: So I actually disagree disagree with you on this one. They are here at the Shark Tank and like a- They're beating the shit. that's right. Heyman, yeah. We had a stunner in there too. Terry Lawler's still gone. I think it would have made sense now that we're a couple months out for Roman to have lost it to Cody- uh, at mania because i think that you could have told this storyline without like the belt on roman and where they're at with it right now because a- a- as we saw it i think even they're kind of playing it up a little bit in the storylines like the uh, the new title is treated as like a second you know you know second place finish uh because they can't get him off Roman I think that you know they could have told this and again I uh, angle's not wrong like in what he's saying but also I think that had you taken the title off Roman it still would have had the same impact because yeah yeah I think it's just it's an extra like layer that isn't necessarily needed right now and I think he could come back I think that you know of course you know are gonna armchair book it like that's the story then you could have told of like Let him beat Cody again at the next WrestleMania. Like, let Cody have it for a year and then let him have him beat him. If you get lucky enough and can get the rock, like, you know, let's find a way. Maybe you have him lose it this week at SummerSlam if the story had played out that way. And then the rock comes in or something or you do Cody and Roman survivor teams like who knows. But, yeah, I think it's just I mean, we're where we are. He's got the belt. And so it's interesting. But I think, Kurt, you know, he's definitely still got his finger on the pulse of what's happening and what's going on.
1: Just looking through some of this other uh, WCW sales stuff, you know, people forget how big WCW was in its heyday. And this is the reason Jeff Jarrett started TNA. This is the reason Tony Khan got the money from his dad to start AEW because of what these wrestling companies can be. I mean, we know what WWE is today, okay? nine billion dollars okay but they're kind of an outlier and i say that because they're disney they've been around forever and you know they have generations of people watching and idiots like us are going to watch it our entire lives but wcw that was like almost out of business and then got hot even back in the 90s was still a 500 million to a billion dollar company um In 2000, they were uh, offered $600 million to buy WCW. Mm -hmm. In 2000. Okay? Mm -hmm. Then, after shit hits the fan, Eric Bischoff still comes in with an offer of $48 million. But they didn't want to leave wrestling on the air. So they had no TV deal. Therefore, you have no wrestling company without a TV deal. So it's 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 just it's just wild to think about that. But literally six hundred millions offered for the company, they say no. Fifty millions offered, they say no, because they didn't want wrestling on the airwaves. Like who cares?
0: So I'm looking it up here. So an angle case, is just busted open, dripping. Yeah, um, he's crimped the mast on bullet this bullet one. one. Yep
1: do you notice this too do you do you like hate watching steve austin as a heel
0: as much as i do it's just it's not it, it's weird it really is <laughs> like um and how and like just him having the upper hand yeah it it just it's still a good match but it does play weird yep we've got an ankle lock on the oh that, wow that's interesting on the like he's kind of resting on top of the the uh, guardrail and he's got him locked in well great shot there with blood just all like just crimson mask so it, here's to, to, to kind of speak to the deal uh, that, you know, really Vince got with the WCW stuff is like the number that was initially floating around was 20 to 40 million is what uh, Tony Khan was going to pay. Or was what Tony Khan paid for ring of honor. It is since we know like that was in the initial kind of weeks. It, it's now like less than 4 million. So it's crazy to think that, Vince paid maybe a couple hundred thousand dollars more for WCW that Tony Khan paid what last year for Ring of Honor.
1: Would you say well, Tony paid for uh for Ring of Honor? It was a little less than four. Okay, so WCW was two and a half million, so Tony spent a million and a half more for Ring of Honor.
0: I thought I thought WCW was four. I yeah, two, two okay. And a half. okay, so um yeah but it's crazy to think like okay sure like so that just speaks to the deal like i said like ddp was not that long ago too that like so all these different wrestlers i guess if they had known what was going on it you know kept saying they would have been the ones to buy it
1: well i mean this is this is the the game you jeez god he got like the big e suplex on the on the back i mean that's that for, looked, yeah that's not that rough yep yeah. And Austin's just getting the shit kicked out. Of him. No wonder it he really is. Yeah. Had to retire. Um, well, you know, look, these guys can say, Oh, I should have bought WCW. That's, that's the game, man. That's the, mm-hmm. that's the re- They, if, if you're willing to take the risk, the reward can be massive, but you know, you would have, you know, Chris Jericho would have had to, you know, probably put a half a million dollars of his own money into the deal and get financing and then he'd have to convince all that talent to come work for him. Okay. Then he'd have to go get a TV deal. Then he'd have to put up millions more because you got to pay these guys, right? So you know, uh, it it's it's. But if you can pull it off, man, I mean, you could have a, you know, I mean, if 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 Tony Khan places cards right, AW is going to be worth a billion dollars at some point. It just mm-hmm. will be. And it yeah. will be because they'll do a couple hundred million of revenue. And that isn't that hard to believe. That would just be a better TV deal than they have now. And there's yeah. a long way to go, but it's absolutely possible. So um yeah, yeah, it'll it'll be interesting to to certainly see what happens. But um yeah, it's just it's it's the WCW story is pretty wild to to think about.
0: Well, and it all boils, like you said, in any more we all know, it all boils down to the TV deals. It all boils down to, like, kind of what they're making there. Like, they could, you know, they, they've had their most, you know, or your most profitable years ever in the last couple of years. Oh, great looking moonsault. He hit it. I just assumed he'd miss it. That's perfect. Yep. Um, oh, wow. What a shot there. Just a the crimson mask.
1: Well, so the,
0: uh, R- I know what I wanted to ask you. So,
1: ROH. Four million. Uh A, do you make that deal? And B, what do you do with the asset? Because to me, yeah, four million bucks, whatever. I mean, if he has the money, why not buy it? Why not own the library? Perhaps, you know, you can monetize that library or it can be part of the, you know, AEW collection that you're eventually going to build and stream and get a big deal for. I get that part of it. Just to me, I I Right now, I I would not have tried to be running two different wrestling companies at the same time. I would have simply said ROH is a really great brand with a great reputation library, and maybe in a year or two, we can bring it back. But to try to run it right now, it it, it, it just feels confusing and stupid. You have all these belts around. They don't have a TV deal. They have some guys on there. There's really no definitive brand. I think it's horrible and it just distracts them from building the AEW brand. What do you think?
0: Well, and it's difficult because all of a sudden in the middle of an AEW show it's oh this this match is being wrestled on the ring of honor rules or like true or pure wrestling ring of honor rules like there're three rope breaks and all that other stuff. It's like it's difficult and I think like it's too early to tell what collision is going to is bring us. I would have oh that didn't look right. Um I would have never I don't know What dirt CM Punk has on Tony Khan, but I would have never, you know, all the rumors of the show is built around him for him. I why I I, you know you've got the Ring of Honor like library, you've got the Ring of Honor wrestlers like put on a show with them. I don't care if you want to do like you know you can still do your your or your Wednesday and Friday shows with you know Dynamite and Rampage, but then like. If you want to build Ring of Honor, like, treat it. Yeah, and then almost do it like an NXT and treat it not as a developmental, but, like, let guys, you know, and and people just show up there occasionally. Like, Baron Corbin coming back down to NXT, I think, which I don't even know if you saw that recently. That's actually pretty smart. Like, you know, let him go back down there and and give these people a little bit of run. Like, sure, let some of these guys that were in Ring of Honor – like, go back and, and have a ma- like, their dream matches, if you will. Like, you know, l- like, let's kind of do those types of things. Or occasionally, like, let's give somebody the, the TV time on Rampage or Dynamite or something like that. But yeah, I think and, yeah, you and I, we can armchair it and, you know, sit and, you know, and say this. But I, I just – I'm with you. I feel like the business decision side of it, Angle is covered in blood on every part of his body. Um, and Austin's got it all over him too. Uh, I, I just feel like there's – you know, we've seen over the years, like, they're getting so bloated. Like, there's just so much wrestling out there. And so with the belts and everything else – Angle kicking out after a big stunner. Yep. Perfect stunner too. Um, yeah. It's just hard like to, to know. Okay. Like, I guess, where's it going in five years we might be able to say, yeah, they turned it into, you know, a, you know, a, a $5 billion brand, but also like right now I just, you know, is I, in I find it really interesting too. We really don't know who Tony Khan is at least I don't, who he has surrounded himself to help with some of these things. Like we know Tony's name or or Tony Schiavone's name is out there. JR's name is out there. Like, and we always see it after the WWE pay-per-views like who was booking what matches. We don't necessarily see that with AEW. I'd be curious to know like who's we know Tyson Kidd is like killing it with the women's division. We know like that some of those things that it's usually, um, yeah, you know, like Michael Hayes or something like that, or Paul Heyman, you know, doing the the main event, and so. But I'm wondering, like, is he just surrounding himself with enough people and to have the wrestling prowess to know, hey, here's what's happening, here's what's going on.
1: Yeah,
0: a lot so, of kick-out oh, here. A couple. Of this is a hell of a match.
1: I have I have gotten into this match for sure.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And these it guys. Feels
1: like, it feels like this would be a hard match to follow, man. I mean, like, blood all over the ring. You know, all, I'm rustling all over the arena. Yep. Austin in the match.
0: Oh, Hebner just got bitch slapped. Oh, and here's where we get fucking. Hebner took a stiff. Yeah, it looked right.
1: like it like, was going to land on his neck. We didn't see it in the camera shot, but. Like the world, I, didn't got the into it, I know I looked at the results of this match like 15 minutes ago, but I forget who won. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm I'm into it. I, you, <laughs> right. But I'm like now I'm into because I really don't remember. I think I know who wins, but I'm not positive. So
0: the referee wasn't to
1: the still the I like it as a device too often, but, I mean, the occasional ref bump, especially when it's, like, chaotic like this, I'm okay with that. I think it's just – I think it gives some variety
0: to it. it it's not taking away too much. Yeah. I know that, that that's – after reading the reviews, that, that that's one of the things that's going to happen. Oh, you another official. Hall of Famer, Tim out. Tim White doing a great job of selling. Oh, here we go, It's over! It's over! Wait a minute! What the hell is this? Why is the bell ringing? Here comes shenanigans. Nick
1: Patrick has disqualified Stone Cold Steve Austin for excessive abuse towards the officials. Therefore, your winner, Kurt you Angle. You won. But will with a contender went with the However, still World Wrestling Federation Champion, Stone Cold Steve Austin. And the match crew. Kurt Angle has got screwed by a got. Okay, I guess this is why blow wasn't the one to put him down. We
0: all know it. Austin's already you know, almost out in the uh at the top of the uh, ramp.
1: I'm one of those WCW rasts. It's just like a five
0: year old. I'm calling yeah. the WWF title. And my God is not right. Kern
1: Angle never quit. He never gave up. He kept fighting with every fiber of his being down to the So, well you're gonna you're gonna get into this in the aftermath, but this yep. is right before 9-11, and then Angle's gonna win the title. Right after it. Yep. Yeah. All right. Got to factor that in in my payoff score. All right. Let's get to the aftermath.
0: Oh, it's time for the aftermath. What'd you think? uh, good up until that last two minutes. Like it just, you know, I get it. It made sense, but like also, like just, uh, you know, it, it was unfortunate how it played out. We know why it played out the way it did, but yeah, just kind of unfortunate. So isn't
1: isn't that isn't that the question though? Like, you know, do do we like? I get protecting people, but it's like, what? Why not just have someone win by cheating? Like to mm-hmm. me. Austin retaining the title by cheating still accomplishes what you want, which is to keep the title on him, make him a heel, continue the feud. So I just – I would do it a different way, that's all. i just simply say, okay, he won by, you know, uh, missed or by using the belt or by tricking the referee or whatever it might be.
0: Hmm. Yeah, it's just – unusual yeah so this one though like we talked about the aftermath on this one of course as we all know the the following night was the famous infamous awesome appreciation night that led to the kurt angle milk truck oh, um yeah. and so like it, kurt angle and it was a couple weeks ago that uh angle said uh where do i got here um, I'm going to tell you this right now. His favorite, or my favorite segment wasn't wrestling, was the milk truck. Dousing, uh, dousing down Stone Cold Steve Austin and Stephanie McMahon with milk and the alliance. It was the best feeling in the world. I was on cloud nine that night. Um, it was one of those things. You remember when Austin did the beer truck? It was the same thing. It was an incredible moment, and the great thing was it was tied to Stone Cold. And so I'm sure, like, you know, th- there's so many angle things that we remember whether it's him you know singing the tiny hat like this all these different things he did so well um and so yeah they didn't you know do you need to necessarily like it's a my notes do you need to always progress the story forward no but at the same time like that was one of the most memorable segments in the last 30 years of wrestling like and just in general in wrestling like that's just kind of how it was and so um He finally had Austin losing the championship, though. Two angle is it unforgiven? He was submitted to the ankle lock, it ended Austin's reign. It was one hundred and seventy five days. It was actually the longest title reign since nineteen ninety six. Um, and Feels so we get the, these days. yeah, right. And so we get the title right back. It was actually October eighth on Raw. Uh, you had, at the time, uh, William Regal, who was the WWE commissioner, betraying Angle and joining the alliance. And so, um, and then you had Austin kind of beginning to feud with some of the alliance members, Rob Van Dam. Um, and so, like, you know, he was, uh, Rob Van Dam was getting cheered as a face throughout the whole thing, even though they were heels. So you had Austin and Angle. Our Austin taking on Angle and Van Dam at No Mercy um, and retaining the title. We actually pinned Van Dam on that one. It was then uh, Survivor Series, a winner takes all. Um, you had Austin uh, captaining a team. It was Angle, Shane McMahon, Van Dam, and Booker T against Team WWE. Captained by The Rock, who was Jericho Kane, The Undertaker, In The Big Show. Um, and again, you had then Angle, kind of flipping the script here, you had Angle then making the turn on this one, siding with WWE, helping The Rock get a rock bottom and pin the Austin to win the match, which was really kind of the end of the invasion storyline at this point. So just interesting how it played. Out. I think it was, like we said at the top of the show, like just really weird. Like the invasion stuff was just weird. There's really no other way to put it.
1: Yeah, I you know, I I think I think this Steve Austin thing shows you how hard it is to be both a massive baby face and a massive heel. And you've heard me say it before, but this is one of the reasons why, you know, you can make a very strong argument Hulk Hogan's the greatest of all time. Because he was mm-hmm arguably the biggest baby face of all time, arguably one of the best heels of all time, right? So that's really tough to do. The Rock could do both. Roman Reigns has done both, although I'd argue he's a better heel, but I think he'll be a major baby face at some point. Um, You get it on the list. You know, Edge has been great at both. Savage was great at both. Steve Austin just couldn't be a heel, and it was because he was just too damn good of a baby face and his style of baby face was just to be a badass. So him being a coward, it just nobody took it seriously because they knew it wasn't him. So anyways, I just, yeah. I, I think that's really interesting.
0: Yeah. I, I, I didn't realize it. So this 2001, like angle was number one on the PWI and Austin was two. And so I, I, I can't think of when we've had a one and two match. Um, I think the match up until the ending too was, I think it was evident. You had a number one and a number two in the rank, like absolutely. And so um, the torch on this one said great match on every level. The finish didn't take away from it since it fit the storyline and feud context, four and a half stars. This was of course the best match of the night by a long, long shot, almost a hundred or 250, 60 votes on the observer. Uh, Kurt Angle beat Steve Austin via DQ to Austin retain the title in 22-30. match with a bad finish. Austin knocked out Hebner, knocked out a second ref. Tim, Re- Tim White ran in and Austin hit him with the belt. Angle had Austin pin after the slam when Nick Patrick ran in. Instead of counting the fall, disqualified Austin for attacking the previous refs. Jim Ross and Paul Heyman were going crazy trying to put this match over and make the finish into a heat finish instead of a grown DQ finish. Unfortunately, they put the heat on the referee instead of on Austin, four and a half stars. So both gave it four and a half. They had very different takes. Um, one other uh, kind of review, is, uh, this uh, show is well worth a watch, especially for Angle's memorable performance and another classic uh, ladder match, which was separate. The invasion angle may have sucked, but at least the effort in the ring was great. So I think both four and a half, diff- very different takes. Tom, where are you at? Um, I, I have this at a
1: six and a half. Like, I really like the match, but I absolutely hate everything about the story. I hate yep. who the and babyface is. I hate the invasion angle because of how watered down the WCW roster was. I mean, again, this isn't goldberg versus austin sting versus taker i mean this is so far away from what it could have been this isn't yep. nwo versus dx or i mean all of those dream things are gone okay yep, yep. so instead of that you have this it just it just sucked so the i mean the match was excellent like if you're watching it on mute and you're just like wow this is a really interesting match but you couldn't lose yourself in it because you're just thinking about how stupid it is. And then the finish was was goofy. So six and a half, but it's probably as good of a wrestling match as you'll ever have for a six and a half payoff score. But it just goes to show you if the storyline isn't right, if the build isn't right, then it doesn't matter. That's why, you know, AEW, they put on great wrestling, but what was the build to this? Why do I care about these characters? And and they they don't get it right often enough. What about you?
0: Yeah, so I'm in a seven and a half solely because of the in-ring product itself. I thought that, like, that up until the finish, it was very good. If we had been listening to it on mute, I think that I agree with it the comment of the commentary should have shifted it more to Austin, which does make sense at the same time like there was there was not a bad moment of wrestling in that entire match um i'm with you though i can't give it higher because it just it it, it plays so weird as the whole and we can see the whole picture of what happened and stuff like that so that that part of it is it, just very unusual to me and so but i mean that's just kind of how it is okay um but still i mean I I would recommend if you needed to watch this match in a vacuum I would tell people hey this is a good match to go watch in a vacuum absolutely Agreed So all right, before we send everybody home, I want to remind everybody of our sponsors, of course. Uh we got we, we just we're, we're we're growing. We got more sponsors. It's all kind of good stuff. So don't forget a couple different codes, all kinds of good stuff. You can always find them on our social media and the link tree as well too. Uh click that link in any of the bios that we have. Uh take you all of our different stuff. So the couple that we've got, of course, Manscaped, our long-term first sponsor, great stuff. 20% off free shipping code Payoff when you're checking out, uh, in the got everything in your cart. Of course, True Classic teas as well too, twenty five percent off there using that code Payoff two five. So Payoff twenty five, and our newest sponsor Caldera and Lab of course twenty percent off the code Payoff there. All kinds of men's, you know, while we Manscapes got you covered in the grooming Caldera and Lab taking care of your skin. All these different formulas, products, stuff like that. They got body wash and soap as well too, and so. Um, we've got you covered from head to toe. And so whatever you need, the payoffs wants to make sure that you're getting taken care of, especially those summer months right now, we're deep into it. So we want to make sure, you know, it is and the weather's about to change. We got about a month here and it's going to start getting cold again. And so let's make sure you start taking care of yourselves uh, no matter what it is, whether you're just, uh, you know, manscaping, uh, you know, making sure you got good stuff to wear or just your skin is feeling fresh and clean. Of course, we all love that. I love that. So, um, all right. So uh, with that, Tom, let's send them home happy. Yeah, this was this was fun.
1: Um, I, I'm both excited and scared for next week because it's like uh, we'll get into it next week, but um, it's Savage Warrior yep. uh SummerSlam '92. Love these guys. Hated the build for this babyface first babyface. So it's funny we we the Angle Austin thing could have been way more because. It, but but I felt the same way about this match. So you're you're really frustrating me two weeks in a row. Is is the moral of the story? But we're gonna cover it. I'm looking forward to it. We appreciate everyone listening. We'll see you next week on a new new episode of the payoff.